Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. It is Friday. We have made it to late. Today is July 14th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. We are officially under three weeks away from the NFL starting at 20 days. Three weeks away from high school football starting at 21 days and 43 days away from college foosball starting. Dude, it's... We're so here. Like, it, I... I'm, ugh. I'm baffled. I'm baffled by how close we are. Yep. Doesn't even feel. It doesn't even feel like it's close anymore because it feels like we're here. Like it's. It right. doesn't even. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's coming soon. It's like we're under three weeks. You're gonna blink and boom. We're gonna be at a football field, calling football games, talking about football, uh, and yeah, that's gonna be our life for the next. Uh, well, until probably February for NFL. So yeah, we. We blink and boom, we're on a football field and we're, we're on the gridiron ready to go. Yep, pretty much. So uh, I'm, I'm pumped about this. Billy, today is National Mac and Cheese Day. Oh, yeah. Big fan of mac and cheese yeah. there, pal? I, I love me some mac and cheese, brother. Woo! It ain't yeah. easy being cheesy. We had a, uh, my dad for years used to have a party uh, around Christmas time. And he had a, I want to say he was a sergeant that worked under him that would bring like one of those big, humongous pans, like the, in the metal pans, right. you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 like they said, like they have it like uh, cafeterias and stuff. Right. Yes. In homemade mac and cheese. Mm, that's the best. Dude, it was ridiculous. Oh God, I loved it. That's Emily always does miss- this like twice baked mac and cheese thing where she like does Ooh. it in the she she does it in the crock pot and then she takes it out and like broils it in the oven for like a couple minutes to to like make it crispy on the top. I don't know I don't know how she does it. You know, there's a lot of scientific things that go in the background of it. I don't understand all the ins and outs of it, but what I do understand is the end product is absolutely amazing, and I'm not above taking massive scoops out of the plate before we go over to functions and hiding them in the refrigerator uh, so I have mac and cheese leftovers the next day. Yeah, no joke. Not not above that, trust me. I'm not above no. hiding good food from other people so I can eat it later. I, I don't blame you, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> you, 
You got to do what you got to do, man. Dang right, buddy. I ain't going to let everybody eat that mac and cheese. I'll take a couple scoops and no. put them in the refrigerator downstairs behind a case of water so nobody knows it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge mac and cheese fan. Uh, we, uh, growing up, we used to like to do this thing, Billy. We It, it was just like craft box mac and cheese. We'd make that, uh, and then we'd get a can of corn and warm it up, and then we'd get ground beef and mix ground beef, and we'd mix all that in together. It would be macaroni and cheese, corn, and ground beef. Um, and it was pretty good, man. It was I know it was a cheap dinner growing up. That's why we ate it a lot. But it was I enjoy it. I still enjoy it. Uh, if you like ketchup, throw a little ketchup on top or hot sauce, put some hot sauce on top. It's a pretty good, quick, cheap meal uh, that yeah. sort of is held together with mac and cheese. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever met anybody that doesn't like mac and cheese? Yes, I have. And I'm, I'm trying to remember who that person was right now so I can call them out. But I, I, I can't remember them off the top of my head. Oh, because that's I, think I would love to call that person out on this podcast for not liking one of oh. the greatest foods of all time. Me too. But I, I can't remember off the top of my head. So, Well, if you think about it, let us know the name and we'll tweet it out on all of our social medias for not liking mac and cheese. You've got it. <laughs> uh, Billy, this weekend we got the Braves back in action after a little bit of a what was that a week a week layoff, four or five day layoff for the All Star break, and uh, giving everybody a rest. We start with the Chicago White Sox this weekend. I know tonight. you're a big fan of this. No, I'm not a big fan. Um, I hate inter- I hate interleague play. Uh, I just feel like it ruins the mystique of the World Series, in my opinion. I don't at all. Because, I, you know, that's that's one of the things I like about the NFL is it doesn't always happen like this. But a lot of times it happens that the teams that face each other in the world or in the Super Bowl haven't played each other all season. And I sort of like the mystique of not knowing what's going to happen. No prior matchups that season to go back on. Nothing to look at. You don't know. The unknown is out there. Um, with baseball, now, you only are even if you face somebody in the World Series that you faced during the regular season, you're only probably going to have a maximum of two or three games against them. So, it, I mean, it's not like it's a massive sample size. But still, I think it's cool that when you when you face somebody in the World Series, you'd be facing them for the first time ever. Um, I, I don't know. I think the unknown of a matchup like that is cool, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with being the, the White Sox right now. Like, I'm do, fine. Do, do you care? Play. I, like, it just I just don't. I don't know. I just don't care about this game. Like, I, I do from a Braves standpoint because I'm a Braves fan, but it's not like... Okay. That's it, all you need to care about. Yeah, but it did, I, I'm not going to watch any of these games because I really don't care about beating the White Sox. Like, I will not watch a minute of any of these three games this weekend because I just don't care about beating the White Sox. Okay. Well, that's that's your thoughts on regular season baseball. I mean, it, I don't I don't necessarily think it's it's the particular team... The only teams that you really care about are the teams that, like, if, and, and I think we'd be in a different spot if, for instance, we're playing the Yankees or the Red Sox. For sure. The White Sox just are, are different. It just doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't move the needle. Right. But, but if, you know, we were playing the Yankees or the Red Sox, you're, you're going to have a different tune even though they are still American League. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. Same thing with the Angels. We're playing the Angels coming up. Um, I'm going to watch that because I want to see Otani. Hopefully he's healthy. Uh, And like you said, the Yankees. We play the Yankees. uh, We play Boston coming up too. Yeah, yeah, we play Boston for two games. Um, Yeah, so I I, I guess it's that. I just, 
like they're the White Sox. They're just, they're a team I forget exists half the time in baseball. Like the the White Sox and the Royals are two teams, and I'm in the Tigers. You can throw them in there. I'm just like, oh yeah, they're they're a baseball team, aren't they? They're in the MLB. Uh, I just I just sort of forget that they exist. Um, we have a, we have a weird schedule coming up, Billy. We play so we have the two series against Chicago and Arizona. Nothing weird about that. And then in a stretch of eight games, six of those are against Milwaukee. It's like they just threw, and then we have a series like that again against the Giants later on in in August, where we have yeah. a stretch of nine games and six of those against the Giants. It's kind of a kind of a weird way they threw this schedule together. Like there's a lot of repeat, I don't know, opposition. In, in the second half of this schedule, like we do it with the Phillies. We play the Phillies for four, the Marlins for three, and then the Phillies for three. And then we do the exact same thing. We turn around and do it with the Nationals. We play the Nationals for four, play the Cubs for three, and then turn around and end the season with three with the Nationals. It's kind of kind of odd how they, they've done this. You see a lot of the like opponents in like a two-week span. Yeah, and if – you know, something else that came out yesterday was the fact that the Braves uh, and Major League Baseball announced uh, the schedules for next year. And you're going to love this, Bryce. You ready for this? Oh, Lord. Yeah, sure. Braves Braves open the season next year in Philadelphia because, you know, the Braves can't open the season at home. Never do. We never do. I don't understand it. We never open at home. I, I swear the only time we got to was when we opened Truist Park. Yeah. Um or at the time it was SunTrust, but um, Philadelphia, three games against Philadelphia, and then immediately three games in Chicago against the White Sox. Oh, gross! <laughs> what a what a gross start to the season. Uh, oh, good times. Far City, dude. Far City. So yeah, this weekend uh, Braves and White Sox matching up. Morton and uh, how do you say this pitcher's name from Chicago White Sox tonight? Kopech. Uh, Kopech. Kopech. Uh, they face off tonight at 7.20. Strider and Lynn tomorrow at 7.15. And Colby Allard and Cisse on Sunday. Billy, I believe, was it last night? or uh, No, it has to be tonight, I believe. Max Fried will be getting a rehab start up in Rome for the Braves, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. 16th. Okay, okay. Yep. Or, no, yeah, 15th, 15th, 15th. 15th. So, it's Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it's Saturday night. Uh, I wonder how much tickets are going for there. I bet that's a bet that's a hot ticket. Uh, yeah, I, I I would be willing to bet that even tickets are normally, let's just say normally about twenty dollars for like front row seats. Right. And maybe twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I, I honestly I've said this before. I enjoy going to the Rome Braves game more than I do the Atlanta Braves game, uh, just because. It's good, good trip it, up. It, it is. It's 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 nice straight shot. It's not, it's not closer than Atlanta is for me at least. It, but it's it's about it's about similar. But it's a nice quick shot up. It's cheap. You don't have to pay for parking. You can exit quickly. Uh, you know they're very family friendly, especially on Sundays. You can get that family four pack. Everything is cheap. The beer selection is great. The beer is cheap. You can sit wherever you want essentially for under twenty bucks. Uh, I, I'm. I may honestly, I may. If you give me a choice between going to Atlanta Braves game and a Rome Braves game, I'm probably taking those Rome Braves tickets nine out of ten times. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Rome Braves are are a good product. Honestly, I like it better than Gwinnett too. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of Gwinnett. And I, I've never been to Gwinnett, but I don't like. 
I can't stand the drive. It's so. terrible. The drive is terrible. Yeah. Um, the weight in any food or beer line in Gwinnett is horrendous. Uh, the the prices for food and uh, for food and beer at, at Gwinnett is is awful. Sitting on sitting on the little berm out in the outfield is cool. I will give it that. That's that's really unique. Uh, that's a fun place to do it for the kids too. But I, I other than that, I'm I am not a big fan of of going up and watching the Gwinnett Braves. Not a not a huge fan of that. The drive is is horrendous. So Braves with a three game set this weekend against the White Sox. Billy Atlanta United has a game at home versus Orlando City as well this weekend. Atlanta United uh, right now sits with 35 points. Orlando City right behind them for 34. So this will be a battle for a playoff spot as we get deeper and further into the year. Still a little concerning that Atlanta United sits on 35 points out of, in 23 games. Uh, everybody else around us has pretty much only played 22 games, so pretty much uh, they have a game in hand on Atlanta United, which isn't which isn't fantastic. Last time out, Atlanta United falling two to one to the New England Revolution uh, game that we talked about. That was absolutely miserable. We were down two to nothing before the eight minute mark. Um, I'll I'll be interested to see what Yakimakis does this weekend if he plays at all. Miles Robinson will be back from the Gold Cup duty. I'm not sure if he's going to get a start. He did play a bunch in the Gold Cup. Uh, the, the the midfield was horrendous against the New England Revolution this past weekend. Hopefully that gets better. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't bet on it. Tiago Almada was phenomenal against the New England Revolution. We'll see if he can keep that up. Uh, hopefully Brad Guzan remembers that he's a goalkeeper and that he can dive and get on the, get on the ground and dive for balls uh, instead of just sort of looking at it and watching it past you and, and waving at it as it goes past. Uh, that was pretty cool to see him do that against New England Revolution. Um, and, and maybe maybe Gonzalo Pineda switches to that 4-3-3 that we ran against the New England Revolution later in the match that sort of provided some offensive movement uh, for for Atlanta United. But, um, yeah, we've got a match uh, on tomorrow night at 7.30 at home versus Orlando City. If anybody wants to get out there for it, that place is, is going to be packed. I would assume this is 100% a straight guess, and I'm sure on TM5 United that's going to be coming out later today, they'll give you a little bit better breakdown. Um, but I would I would assume that they're going to have the top open, or not not the roof, but... The, the the upper you know the upper stands open for this match they usually Ooh. do for Orlando City um, yeah not, that'd be fun yeah not 100 sure that's a that's a complete guess um, but that usually does happen for Orlando City because that's a that's a big matchup so yeah we'll see man I I, I don't know this this team is so up and down uh, it, it's hard to get a read it's hard to get a you know it, it's hard to be comfortable knowing what you're gonna get from Atlanta United weekend and week out because it's it's such a Jekyll and Hyde situation like right now that team is a complete enigma I just don't I don't know what to expect <laughs> right right yeah so yeah we'll see Saturday 7 or seven thirty on Saturday evening Atlanta uh, United hosts Orlando City all right we go from one set of football to another football and we are talking high school football and we are officially three weeks away from the preseason of high school football and with that we're going to bring in one of our really good friends and somebody who knows a lot about Hurt County football and that is going to be the voice of the Hurt County football team and this is Casey Bass. Casey how you doing today buddy? 
You guys decided three weeks ago that you were going to do Pop Culture Wednesday, and it took you three weeks to write a stuff and go to sports theme music. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. We, we were trying to, we were trying to stay away. Get a writer. Yeah, we were, we were trying, we were trying to, uh, to have like sports themed movies and stuff. We're, we're going back and forth on what we should do uh, <laughs> next week for our pop culture. Um, I, I was thinking top five '80s action flicks of all time. Love that. I think that's that's hours of argument. Yeah. That is perfect. That's exactly what you're looking for. You got a category with seven things. In. Yeah. Thought that'd be thought that'd be phenomenal. Just beautiful. But listen, I did mine for you guys, but what I left out was a glaring omission. I don't know where it falls on the list, but it has to be on the list. Is the Carrie Underwood version of Monday Night Football. But that's gotta be the music video. That's not Monday Night Football, but something like that. Is strictly the is that strictly just the music or is that the music video with it? Yes. Both. It's a great song. It's a great song, and and it deserves to be all the sentences taken in. Yep. All right. So, Art Gowdy that's had all a I have to say about that. Sorry, <laughs> Art Gowdy had a pretty successful season last year. Uh, you and, and Play got to call the call a, a playoff game for Hurt County, and uh, thankfully, with hometown sports, you're going to be able to be the voice this year of them. Really successful season last year, bringing up a a stud quarterback in Sean Swafford. From what I've he- heard, there's another quarterback in the wings that has been playing really, really well and may not push Sean Swafford this year, but it, it's something to pay attention to if you're a Braves fan. Uh, freshman coming up right now, Tisdale, is looking good in the preseason. And they have not named a starter. Emmons, Emmons. Swafford are battling right now for that position. It's a it's a fight. I talked today uh, to a coach who will not be named, and uh, he had nothing but good things to say about both young men. So it's a good competition. And you know you're gonna gonna get a nice little view of what Hurd County is gonna look like in the in the week one scrimmage. As good as as good of a view as you can get from a team from a scrimmage. But they play the reigning, defending, undisputed state champions of uh, of their you know their division the Bowden Red Devils they they have them in the first scrimmage of the year how much can you take away from a scrimmage between two teams like that how much can you put in the bank for what both of those teams show you and how much can you predict into the future you think just off of one scrimmage game well they're in two different single legs um, but what you can for me at least what I'll take away is for Bowden, I want to see, and I want to talk about Bowden, but I want to see what it looks like to lose six offensive linemen and replace all six of them. What does that picture look like? And it's exactly the opposite on the other side of the ball where the Herd County Braves return four or five starters from the offensive line um, and have an H-back named Max Lasser. So the, the advantage, you would think, right now would be offensive line check Heard count. Um, quarterback with return, you, if you, if you assume Swapper's going to win that job. Um, you, you either have a quarterback who's returning starter, or you're going to have a kid who beat a returning starter out, which is really good. That's really hard to do. Um, so you have great quarterback play. Heard County is very excited about their linebackers, their running back play. And, you know, they've got 
Darian, Darian Pearson and Antonio Heath. Uh, he's also, Heath is a great linebacker and is one of their best pieces on defense. They, you know, they their defense, especially at the middle, is very, very strong. But they've got a great running backs, some experienced quarterback, a lot of experience in the offensive line. And they got LJ Green back at wide receiver, uh, along with Quay Nelson in the slot. So they've got weapons that they can get on the ball. They're going to be able to play action pass because that offensive line, they should be able to establish the run. Anybody who knows Hurd County knows that Hurd County wants to be physical and establish the run. So, you know, for me, I'm not looking at it as who's better, Hurd or Bowden. Bowden's going to be great. I think Bowden's going to challenge for a state championship again in low A. Um, they really are. They're going to be good. But Hurd is bringing a lot back and they get Randall Thurman. That's the interesting storyline of that one is uh, in that scrimmage, Randall be coaching against the team he just led to the state championship as their offensive coordinator. Um, back where he won his first state championship as an offensive coordinator at Hurd County with his brother DJ, the defensive coordinator. Um, and, and and I think that this is the kind of offense that he's, he's really good at, you know, uh, developing balance. He was so covered up with balance last year. Um, I'm looking forward to what he does. You know, it's 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 it was fun watching Randall call plays last year um, because he was he just had this freedom. Um, when you've got SEC guys in the back that they can bail you out, you just kind of have a freedom. And I'm not saying that they had to a lot, um, but I think that it does it does allow you some you know third and sevens, not the end of the world type situations. I'm not sure this is going to be a third and seven type team for her cap. So, uh, Randall Cromo is really good situationally in adjusting to his teams. I think we're going to see different uh, play calling this year out of Randall. It's going to be fun to watch how he takes these pieces and puts them exactly where he needs them and puts a, a game plan together to to go out and and, and handle the, the situation that's in front of him. For Bowden last year, most of the time for him, it was just, we're just, you know, it was like Magic Johnson's Lakers. We're just going to showtime it, score. Get the football and score, and I don't care about anything else. Fourth down, we're going for it. We're going to score, 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 score. And, and with Hearn County, it may be a situation of we're going to ball control, we're going to play action pass, we're going to let the defense rest a little bit, we're going to shorten this football game uh, and punch you in the mouth, which happens to be my favorite brand of football. And so I'm very excited about seeing what happens right now with Hearn County. They had a padded practice today, uh, a padded camp today that went phenomenal. Um, they're very excited, and this team's young. You know, this team's still young, and so it's it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to to travel with them this year. I'm looking forward to it because uh, I just love that community so much, and and you know the way that they support that team. They've got my favorite entrance in all of high school football. Um, I love the facilities. I, I just I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, I'm, I'm it's an hour away from my house. It's a two hour round trip for me to do a home game. I'm pumped up. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. We talked about Randall Cunningham. Or Randall Cunningham. Randall, Randall Cunningham. Down. <laughs> fantastic. Both, both guys, both Randall's fantastic quarterback. Mobile, mobile. I think Cunningham may have had a little bit better on <laughs> Talk about Kerbo coming down to Hurricane County. And, but how big is that considering – you saw, and and I think Shane Lasser would say this too, there was a little bit of stagnation a little bit near the end of the season last year. How big is Randall Carbo's offense going to be this year? 
Well, you know, again, with his creativity and, and, and the way that he studies and the way he's able to put pieces in place, uh, you know, Randall Carbo is a, a pre—he's he's a premier offensive coordinator. Said his origin, he just is. Um, and X's and O's wise, he's as good as anybody. But I don't think that it's X's and O's that's the biggest impact he'll have on the team. <clears throat> You just think about how to put this in the words. Hurd County is a different kind of place. It is all of the cliches that I've ever heard in high school football, that they're actually them. You know, all for one, one for all, get your brothers back, family this, family, like the whole, like they've, it's a hundred, the whole community's bought into that. Like it's everybody. Randall Kerbin was a part of that family. A very important part of that family. He he is a piece, in my opinion, that was missing from that milieu that makes the magic that is Herd County football. Um, and you can't explain it unless you're around it. Like you, you just you, it's it's a it's it's this aura of never panic. It's this aura of we're ready. It's this aura of this is all that matters in the world. This aura of I've got your back, you've got my back. And when you take a piece like him out of it, it hurts. You know, it's different. Then he comes back. Um, and you have this group of friends who are all world-class high school football coaches who really just want to work together and coach kids. And it breeds this unbelievable culture and so putting him back into that I think kind of completes the circle on that culture there's one more piece that would be very nice to put in there that I thought was pretty close that would really bring that culture like all the way to the moon you know Shane Lassiter does everything up there and he creating he, he foments this culture um, that's been there forever and that and that uh, Tim Barron did a great job of kind of bringing the football and, and, and turning it into something that's tangible, that affects football games. It's the 12th, that culture is their 12th man. And so to take Randall and put him back into it, which he helped build, I, I think that you're just going to see a different, you got a curve on each side of the ball. It's just a different kind of, of, of atmosphere. And it frees up. Shane Lasser to just go, to just, like, he doesn't have to think about the offense or the um, And so that means you got one of the best coaches in the state of Georgia playing free safety with no keys to read. He just gets to coach. And so, you know, it's it's that kind of stuff that makes them better. Randall Perbo is a head football coach. The only reason that Randall Kerbo is not a head football coach is because Randall Kerbo doesn't want to be. Same exact thing can be said for his brother. There are three dudes right now on that team who are head football coaches. But two of them are voluntarily working for the other one because they love being there. Well, I'm sorry. That's a big deal in single A football. <laughs> That's just... It's, it's just an unbelievable dream team of coaches they have. And we're lucky in this area. It's like that in a bunch of schools. Bremen, if Bremen is like that, and Valdez like that, 
you know, obviously him leaving hurts, but Dallas is loaded with football coaches. Essentially, we've got Nathan Horsley on the sideline, right? Like, like it's it's there's a ton of great coaches in this area. You could all be head coaches, but the way that they that that group of guys is about each other, um, it's just different. You know, the, uh, there's a lot of relationships like that. I'm sure in West Georgia, I think about uh, Russell and Willis. So, like, you know, Russell and Willis have that bond played together you know in college uh, and so you put him back into that world and I, I think it's going to be magical I'm excited about it and you talk about the coaches I mean that's that's one of the things that struck me as special about Heard County the first time I ever went down there was the amount of insanely talented coaches that were on that sideline and the buy-in and the love that they had for Heard County Braves football it it it's, it's not a stepping stone type place. And I think a lot of people that are unfamiliar with single A football in, in Heard County in particular probably could look at single A football and see high schools like that as a stepping stone to people's careers. But nobody that goes there, I believe, sees that as a stepping stone. That is a destination. And it's it's really cool. That, they don't leave. Yeah, they don't. They don't leave. Um, and you know the only the only reason you know Timbo said it the only reason he left is just sort of to get out of the way of what he created there, um, and and to sort of let the yeah. the monster that he created for lack of better terms to sort of run itself. Um, and it's uh, it, it's a really well, Shane La- Shane Lassen Shane Lassen was there. I, I mean that's that's Mister Herd County right yeah. like that that has to be Coach Lassiter's right. nickname is Mister Herd County. Uh, look looking towards I, I think that it's. I was going to say, looking towards this season, you know, congratulations to Heard County. They're already in the playoffs, uh, but a four-team region still in in Region 4, single-A Division 1, Crawford County, Heard County, Lamar County, and Temple. Which team do you see in that foursome right there that can pose the biggest threat to Heard County winning a region title this year? Week 10 is a region championship game at Lamar County. The proper way yeah. to end the season, right there. Yeah, yeah. Week ten is gonna week ten is gonna be a region championship game. Now, listen, this schedule. Woo! It's, I'm excited. I'm gonna get to see some, some good football teams. But we're gonna find out, and this is what Heard County does. They they schedule just slobber knockers. They don't care if they're zero and six going into region play as long as they're four and zero coming out of it. You know, four and six be the number one seed. And they believe that, that, you know, pressure makes the diamond harder or whatever the saying is. And they open with Bremen. Yeah. And on the, the first three of the four, three of the four first, they go, they go, they go to Bremen. And then they've got Callaway at home. And then we go to Raven County in the first month. Like that's, that's rough. You get South Atlanta and McIntosh in there for a breather. You think? You never know what's happening. Yeah, you get the arugulas. Um, <laughs> right, but, but you're going. You're talking about Callaway, Raven, and Bremen. That's that. That's a go, tough three physical, matchup right you're there. You're going to go physical, 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 physical. All three championship caliber football teams, and we're going to find out real early what they're made of. I love that Bremen and Heard County are playing this game, but they're continuing to play this football game. I have long said. In my opinion, the best rivalry in West Georgia is Heard County and Bremen. Um, it is great. the most pure rivalry. 
it's a rivalry that is built really off of nothing but playing against each other and beating each other's brains in for years and years and years and years and years. And years. It's like it's just organic. You know, Brigham Bowden is Brigham Bowden, right? But that's built in history and shirt factories and all kind of, like there's all kind of great lore behind it. But we're talking about just but it was so lopsided for so long. Um, and it's and it's so weird. It's a great rivalry. I mean, I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it. Um, but as far as if I had a choice of which game to watch, what I think will be a better football game, year in and year out, it's Herb County Bremen. Herb County Bremen is an absolute slobber knocker slugfest every year. Bremen Bowden has a tendency to be a blowout, one way or the other. One team's good, the other team's not. And you give them a little bit and they blow them out. But Herb County Bremen, Bremen, Bremen was a fourth and two away from beating them the year they won the state championship. They lose the championship, the whole history looks different. And that, that, you know, I was there. I was calling that game when Bremen, at Heard County, Bremen was down three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and came back and scored three touchdowns in three minutes to beat them. Walked it off with a 60 yarder, a 55 yarder or something. Who was, who was the uh, kid that had the big kickoff return for a touchdown in that game? Oh, I gotta remember the call. I, I called it. I said, he yeah, needs yeah. to call it by name. I said, he to take to the house. And he did. Um, I think of it as soon as we get off the phone. I actually saw the clip the other day. Somebody posted it. Um, it's like an Italian name or something. Um, you talk about you. That was a wild finish to a football game. Do what? It was just a wild finish to a football game. It was. Yeah. It was absolutely insane talk about local rivalries and we'll finish here but it, late in the october season you get mount zion at home and temple at home and those two teams temple being a region matchup and mount zion anytime you get brad, brad gordon and, and company together to come down and, and see shane last year that's going to be a fun matchup in my opinion so those two weeks are going to be a yeah blast. And- yeah, and, and we'll have a great time talking to both staffs as well. I look forward to you know we love talking to the coaches. Listen, I don't want to I don't want to miss talking about who I, I think may be the best defensive player, maybe in West Georgia, um, and that's Blake Odom. Blake Odom on the defensive line for Heard County is a mauler. He is a beast. Um, and I am really excited. And, and Blake Oldham is the kind of guy that draws double teams so that sophomores like Max Lassiter can get mismatches. Um, I think Blake Oldham may be his health. He may be one of the keys to success this year for this team. Heck of a baseball player, too. I'll say that. Got to see that a lot this year. He's the picture. I, I was I was looking up this. DH extraordinary. This is really cool. I was looking up Heard County versus Bremen <laughs> compared to Bremen versus Bowden, and it it's it, I guess I just never I never realized how close this Heard County Bremen games and rivalry was. I mean, you go back and look at all these matchups; it's so even. Uh, Heard County is ten and eleven all time versus Bremen, and you go back and look at these matchups. Right, right. In these in these games, almost all of them are decided by less than two touchdowns. I mean, every single one 
is is insanely close as to where you go to the Bowden Bremen matchup. And I know that's a big rivalry, but like you said, there's there's big runs, there's ebbs, there's flows, and it seems like every single game is, is a blowout where it's two or more touchdowns that it's decided by. Yeah, that, that Heard County Bremen rivalry, man, is is very, very close. Dude, I remember the entire way the game went down. I was there and I called it on the radio, but the the uh and my brain shut off because I've been driving all day, but <laughs> Uh, about ten years, about ten years ago, they had a big back that was going. I can't remember his name, uh, that was going to Georgia, and he ended up getting hurt. But he rushed for three hundred fifty yards in the first half against Bremen. Three hundred fifty yards in the first half. He got hurt on the like second to last play of the first half, and Bremen won football. Golly. Like weird, crazy things happened in that run. Like it, it's. Like, you never want to miss, like, it's just, like, what's on your schedule? Bring it, bring it hurt. <laughs> As a football fan, like, just bring it hurt. Weird stuff's going to happen, and it's going to be physical, and it's going to be close, and it's going to be a great four-quarter football game. It just always is. It just always is. I don't know who else plays games like that. Like, I think about it at every level. Like, who, who just shows up, and it's just a Rocky fight? It's a 12-round Rocky fight every time they get together. Used to be back in the 90s, uh, Florida State, Miami, right? That was the, it was that kind of competition. It was that close. Yeah. That's what they remind me of. And I, and they're opening the season with and, them. So they're going to, and, and I just, they're going to find out quick. I just realized that, Casey, that that's the, that's the first game of the season. It's at Bremen and, uh, yep. Villarica has a bye that week. So, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. Oh, friend. Yes. Yes, sir. I, I will. I yeah. will be out there for that Hurricane County Bremen game. Absolutely. I'm excited. I get to be. I get to open the game at Bremen. I get to open the season at Bremen. Yeah. I'm fired up about that. So first game of the year. First game of the year. I got a three minute drive. That's all. Not even that two minute drive. That's great. <laughs> Can't beat that, man. Can't beat that. <laughs> but then I get it. But then I. But then I get. But then I get to be the, uh, the home radio announcer for the Hurricane County Braves in the Bremen uh, press box, which is going to go over great with my neighbors. <laughs> Because as you know, <laughs> I'm a little bit of a homer. And so this is going to be, I've never, I have never, you know, I started my career. That's how I started my career with Tom O'Quaiso. It's probably commentated for Bremen football. That's, that's why I started doing with just Bremen football. And so to be back in that booth, uh, calling the other side, I mean, obviously, Bruce Russell is, is my road dog. Like, I, I, I love that man. He is my friend. Sam Robinson's on that staff, and like it's, who I think it was like my little brother. My kid goes to school there. Like I, I believe Blue. I love Blue, and, uh, and I guarantee you, I will have my guts on the table for the Hearn County Braves because I as my team. And so it's going to be weird. Freeman's got, you know, Tim and Alex and Arquazo. They got a great crew. They got phenomenal. So this is why we're doing this for Hometown Sports Media, so the Bremen fans can listen to me and get mad, which is. Do it, guys. Listen, yell at me on the thing. Do it. But but just flip a little bit over. You listen to Tim. You guys listen to Tim and Alex, and they are going to call the game from with your enthusiasm for your team, and I'm going to call the game for the, the Braves, and both teams have wonderful broadcasts that are homers for them. And that's what we want, hometown sports media. And so I'm excited about that football game because of that thing right there. 
is we're going to have exactly what we're looking for. Both teams in that stadium getting world-class coverage of those kids for those, specifically for those communities. And I can't think of two communities that deserve it more than Raymond and Hurst. And there's, there's so nowhere else in Georgia. I'm fired up about that. that. It's going to be weird. No, absolutely not. Until we start spreading out. And that's what we want to do, you know? So I'm excited. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I love the Hurricane Bridge. I do. I love every, you know that. Like me, you talk about it a lot. I love that community. I love what they're doing out there. I'm excited to be a part of it. And I hope they do to bring the Bulldogs. I really do. It's a lot more fun calling a winner than a loser. It just is. <laughs> and so and I got to call a lot of losers last year. So we want to call some. We want to call some wins. And I think we will. I think this is going to be a big year. Um, I'm going to give us. If you want a prediction, I'm not going to do that Herb Street. I'm calling the game. Can't make a prediction. Crap. Um, <laughs> if I'm if I'm making a prediction, I'm going to go. Eight and two region champions. Oh, wow, that's bold. I, think, I like the right. boldness. I, okay, I've got them. I've, I've got. I've, I've got them losing at Rayburn. Yep. Um, which is, you know, no shame there. Um, and I've got them losing the Cadillac in the pulpit, which that may fire me now for. But hopefully that won't. I mean, it'd be a good game. But I, you know, if I've got to pick two all, I want to go nine and one. So I'm gonna pick two all. Say Callaway and. And Raven, uh, Raven. I think if they beat Raven, it's a huge upset uh, on the road. Anybody, anybody, anybody that goes to Raven County and wins, it's an upset. Anybody. If Raven was coming here, that's a whole different conversation. It really is. I have to look at their lineup and their roster, and I don't, I don't have to do any homework. I'm telling you, if you're going to Raven County, you're an underdog. Don't mean you can't win, but you're an underdog. Pulp with classic, man. Anything can happen. I'm not sure what. Pete Wiggins has got it over there, but the Callaway, they're going to be good, you know. Um, well, let's not forget, they started the so, year like 0-3 last hopefully. year. So, right, and that's early be. in the season, and they're, coming, and they're coming to us, and they're coming to us. So, you know, hopefully we kick them right in the teeth um, and and take that one take that one as a win. So I got 8-2, and 9-1, because Callaway is a point flip. One seed going to the playoffs and making a run. That's where we're at with a young football team, with a young football team. So I'm excited. It's tough for me in the preseason when we don't know who the quarterback's going to be to be like, yeah, I feel good about Callaway, right? Like, if, I feel like if there was, I got four or five linemen coming back. I know what I got on defense. I got these great running backs. I got good receivers. I got uncertainty. I feel if I had uncertainty at quarterback, then I might even tell you not at one. Like, I feel good about the team. I really do. All right. That is Casey Bass, everyone, from Hometown Sports Media. We can't thank you enough for joining us. That's our Hurt County uh, Braves preview. All right, Billy, what do we got on the Marine South scoreboard from last night? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Not a damn thing. We got nothing. Nothing. Zero. Uh, on the scoreboard events calendar tonight, though, uh, the in the NL East, the Padres are at the Phillies at 6.05. The Marlins at the Orioles at 7.05. All right. Dodgers at the Mets at 7.15. Fantastic. Uh, excuse me, 7.10. And then Nats at Cardinals at 8.15. And that's I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's good to have stuff back on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. And, and we're, we're two weeks away, three weeks away from getting everything. Like, softball will be on there. 
Um, yes, yes. I did get I did get that final schedule. Sweet, sweet. So we yeah. have all nine softball and football schedules. Then, yeah. Yes. All right. That's I'm great. working. I'm working diligently to try to get all of the uh, volleyball schedules volleyball. too. How are we doing on flag football? That should be a little bit easier because there's not not all schools have flag football around our area. So I haven't reached out to Central yet uh, or Villarica on for that matter. And I was talking with Coach uh, Cody Skinner, who's the head softball coach, who also coaches. Uh, I I forgot he coached um, flag too. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. It's not a head coach, but he helps. So I'm going to reach out to him and see if I can get a schedule from him. I've already got Carrollton's thanks to our buddy, uh, Matt Skinner. Who? Whoa, yeah. can we say his name on this podcast now? Hold on. Hold on. Whoa. Whoa, do we need to edit that? Can, can we? No. Are, are, no. We, are we sure? We are We are 100% a go to be able to say Matt Skinner's name on this podcast. Allegedly, we Matt, didn't say it. No, Matt no? Skinner can be on this podcast at any point in time, and he can have his own podcast in our network. Well, I don't know. It seems like you're walking on thin ice there, pal. I'm not. Oh, See, I, I am. This is my podcast. Much called uh, pairing lawyers was, now. And this was uh, this was once somebody else's podcast. Now it's not. So, <laughs> to be fair, it was never anybody's podcast other than our podcast. <laughs> We're not really great when people tell us what we can do with our own stuff. We're, no, we're not. Well, Bryce isn't especially. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I am self-admittedly quite horrible when people tell me what to do. I don't. Uh, I usually don't take kindly to that. Um, that's great news, though. So what? That, that's uh, we have what three teams in our area that do flag football: Villarica, Central, and Carrollton. Central and Carrollton. Is yeah, that I think. I think those are the only three that are doing it this year. I really surprised me that Bremen doesn't have a flag football team yet. I, I would, I would feel like a little bit do, but I think they focus a lot since it is a double A program. It's it's essentially a single A program, but I think it, they're playing in triple A, so it's it's hard for them to take away from uh, like softball. I understand that. Yeah, I, I think that that's why I know that's why her doesn't have some of the other stuff is because. Her, they don't want to take away from her county softball team, and I don't blame them at all because that, that softball yeah. team is an absolute wagon. Yep. Can't wait to watch them this year. We're gonna, I'm going to set up a schedule, and we're going to have a schedule for hometown sports uh, coming up soon. Hopefully, I might work on that this weekend. Sweet. Yeah, now that we have all nine schools, we can go ahead and set up that softball schedule. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be great. I still got to convince you to take that week off of work. And go down to Columbus and call games. You don't have. You don't have. See, you've already convinced me. Oh, dude. that's not the issue. Awesome. <laughs> I'll do it. Awesome. Good. Perfect. <laughs> that's if a, I'm getting paid, I don't give a crap. Oh no, you get paid in handshakes. <laughs> Sorry, we're gonna pay in hot dogs. We're gonna pay in hot dogs at the at the venue. I get glizzies. You get okay. glizzies. We'll get you free glizzies, baby. I'll get you free glizzies all day long. I got contacts. <laughs> Uh, Billy, speaking of glizzies, nothing goes better with a glizzy than some Incredible Pulp lemonade. Let's get to the Incredible Pulp Soft Earned Dollars Locks of the Week. Uh, no locks last week because I forgot how to set a alarm and wake up on time. Um, but now I have three alarms set, so there should be impossible for me not to wake up. Uh, I'm sitting at $144.01 since June, uh, January 1st. Billy, you almost have pressed... That $200 mark, you're creeping back up again. 
Uh, I don't one, know how. I went over three a couple weeks ago, and somehow I got back up to 195. Well, I don't know how. But, you okay. nailed you nailed the any two of Fowler, Morikawa, or Kim finishing at the top in the top two uh, two weeks ago at whatever tournament they were at. That was the that was <laughs> the tournament right. that Fowler won, and Colin Morikawa finished second. So you absolutely nailed. It. And I didn't even check. Kim might have finished in the top ten as well. Um, but yeah, you, <laughs> you right. nailed that bet. So yeah, you're creeping back over, back close to getting over that $200 mark once again. Uh, but for this weekend, I have Braves first five money line at minus 260 tonight versus the White Sox with Charlie Morton on the bump. This one, Billy, I, I wrestled back and forth on the second one uh, because I really wanted to take a different bet. That was a much, much bigger payout. And I'm still going to put money down on this other bet that has a much bigger payout on Sunday. Uh, but I have the winning manufacturer at the Crayon 301 at New Hampshire to be a Ford at a plus 220 for NASCAR. Billy, right now, Ryan Priest is a plus 5,000 to win Sunday oh. afternoon. And not only he's is... placing in the top 10, if not, he's he had the pole a few weeks ago. So... He's been doing so much better uh, as of late, and I know that that Matt Ridgeway has been having a really good time lately. So, wow, five, plus five thousand, plus five thousand to win. Oh. This is after oh. Martinsville. After they didn't win at Martinsville, they got the I believe they got the pole at Martinsville, uh, didn't win, and after after that, this is the track. This is the place that they circled on their calendar for an opportunity to get a win and get locked into the playoff position. This is Ryan Priest's home track. It's a short track. He's tested here. He's ran here. He knows this track intimately. Those Ford's short track package is phenomenal. Uh, I will be putting some soft-earned dollars down on Ryan Priest to win, but my, my official lock of the weekend will be Ford uh, getting a uh, manufacturer's victory on Sunday to plus 220. And then I have Holly home to defeat Mira Silva uh, Saturday night in some UFC action at a minus 176. Okay. All right. Uh, this may not be the weekend. I, I can't remember, but uh, give me Novak Djokovic to win Wimbledon. It's at a minus 195. Pretty good odds. Uh, he, sh he should sweep through the field, honestly. I, I agree. Yeah. It um, should be this weekend. It should be. Final should be I Sunday, so. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one may shock you, Bryce. Okay. Give me Atlanta United to win. Ooh. I'll get a plus 200. Okay. Um. Look, here's the thing. Ooh. Here's the thing. And the, and this is the reasoning I'm going off of. We are getting Miles Robinson back. Hopefully, Yakimaki's plays. But the thing is, like, Atlanta United this season has played pretty decently after getting embarrassed or having a big loss. So I'm taking it at face value and saying, look, Atlanta United is going to win after getting beat by uh, the Rebs last this week. So. Okay. Okay. I hope you're right. I, I, I hope you're right. Um, I just don't feel comfortable enough with Atlanta United to be predictable enough to bet on. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Are they capable of winning? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I hope you're right, man. 
Uh, and then finally, give me the Tampa Bay Rays minus one and a half versus the Royals tonight. It's a minus one sixty four. Nice bet. I like that. Rays. Rays should be. Rays were on like a thirteen game losing streak to to wrap up the <laughs> first half of baseball. Hopefully, they can bounce back. Well, they they beat the Braves in that final game. So that's you know, right. That they be, uh, broke that. Your streak, right? <laughs> yeah. So can, yeah. Can you? <laughs> Can you continue a streak after a break? Does that does that work too? Yeah. All right, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Billy, you ready for another cup of coffee? Are you ready for another cup of coffee? Yes. <laughs> there we go. Yes, That's sir. what I was trying to say. <laughs> I'm, I need a cup of coffee, and apparently, I need speech uh, lessons as well. Uh, another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strom, Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Northwestern defensive coordinator David Braun to be school's new interim head coach. Good on you, David Braun. Um, have fun with this. Try to navigate these murky waters right now <laughs> up in uh, Illinois. It's going to be tough. It's uh, it's kind of crazy because you see yesterday as well, Northwestern fired their baseball coach, Jim Foster, after bullying allegations. No. Yes. Uh, Northwestern fired their baseball coach, Jim Foster, on Thursday. Uh, Foster's dismissal came after allegations of bullying and toxic environment within the program. Dear Lord. What is going on up in Evanston? Look, I don't know. I and I, I'm not saying... I'm not saying I condone any of, of what, what's been going on in Evanston, but at the same time, like, you know, a lot of a lot of problems in this world would be solved if we could go back to actually spanking the, ch- the kids in school. Like, I remember the paddles when what, I was like in college? school, man. Uh, we want to spank no, college I'm kids? Saying, Where do we sign up for that? No, 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 no. no. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying, oh. I'm saying I thought you were talking about an open position. In, in, in elementary school, because honestly, that's where, like, we learned manners. Uh, so just to be clear, yeah. we're not spanking co-eds. Oh, no. No? That's <laughs> off the table. Look, I would, oh, okay. I would, you know what? That would be fun. Uh, and it's, it's, <laughs> you know, I, I'd like to... I, I read the reports about the Northwestern football. A, a lot of it... I don't know how much is true. You know, it's it's a it's a grimy, kind of disgusting story. Uh, and, and I don't know... I don't know how much of it... Is, is true it, it seems like right now it's just one guy I, I don't know if it's more people coming out i don't know if there's if there's photo evidence i know he said he took photos of a lot of the stuff i i, I don't know it, it's it's tough for coaches in this day and age man because they're I, we said this about kirby smart up in georgia they're expected to run a very tight ship and i don't know being able to control or not control i guess but being responsible for a hundred something adults i mean that's what that's what most of these college athletes are they're adults and, and being responsible for them and having to take the fall for them kind of sucks. I don't know anything about the baseball. I haven't read a ton about these baseball allegations, so these could be 100% valid, and, and this guy should have been fired. But the whole football thing, it just seemed like – I think I think I don't remember if it was you that said it or somebody else I was listening to. They said it, it smelled like the, the Penn State situation. And yeah. it, it def, yep. definitely not no. as bad. Um, no, 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 no. And it's a different situation, but at the same time, it's like – it's it just feels grimy yes you know yep. what i mean yep and i oh i just want to yep. stay away from it. it it feels it feels grimy it feels disgusting and it's one of those things that you know pat fitzgerald might not have been you know privy to a lot of this stuff or involved in a lot of it but i mean if you're if you're a ship captain and your boat is leaking it's sort of your job to fix the leaking boat 
So yep. you know, we'll, we'll see what happens up there. It's weird that it's happening at Northwestern because that's like a a prestigious school. Like that's a very that's a school for learned doctors and nerds. Like that's I'd expect this stuff honestly to be honest with to be honest with you, I'd expect something like this to happen at Ohio State. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, I, it kind of did. Oh man, yeah. What's what was his <laughs> name? What was, his, what was that guy's name? What was that coach's name? That I don't know. I don't remember his name. Minister Society is his podcast. It's actually pretty good. Uh, yeah. What a mess that was. Jesus. Uh, Jet star Quinnen Williams reaches a ninety-six million dollar deal to stay with the Jets. It's for over a. <laughs> Four-year span. Uh, the extension includes a sixty-six million dollar guarantee. Good for Q. Yeah, I'm happy about that. That's awesome, man. Uh, you know, Q was drafted number three overall from Alabama in 2019. Last year, he had 30 solo tackles, 16 assists, 13 sacks, and two forced fumbles. And I believe he was the highest-rated defensive interior lineman on PFF. I, I think. Yeah, I want to say I saw that somewhere. Uh, and if he if he wasn't the highest, he was one of the highest. Uh, ACC strikes a deal with the CW to air 50 football and basketball games over the next couple of years. Billy, did you have any idea that the CW was still around? Yeah, you know why? Why? Because the live golf is through the oh, CW. Oh, you're right. It you is. You want to talk about it? It is. You're right. I forgot about time. that. You know what? <laughs> I say that, Billy, and I think I have the CW app downloaded on my phone just to watch the LIV tour. Yeah. Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> yeah. Um it, it's crazy. Yeah, so I mean the big the Big Ten and the SEC are getting massive deals from CBS and ESPN. I mean multi multi million dollar deals from, you know, huge conglomerate companies like ESPN and CBS. And the ACC will be on the CW. So, that's cool. I heard the I heard the singing frog is going to come out and bring the game ball out to every game. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Billy, and today in 1968, Atlanta Brave Hank Aaron hits his 500th home run off of San Francisco Giant Mike McCormick. Good for him. Yep. We've, we've said this multiple times in this podcast. Uh, anything Hank Aaron ever does historically will be the number one thing that we talk about that day because Hank Aaron is the greatest baseball player of all time, and, and we want to celebrate that. Absolutely. Let's do this. And we're a bit of a homer, and uh, we love Hank. R.I.P. You got anything else to add this week, man? No, let's head out of here on a uh, Friday. Hey, uh, I do have one thing. Uh, be sure to check our social media this weekend. Um, I will be going out to Caleb Odom's um, announcement about where he's going to school on Saturday. Nice. So, Do you know what his try top to get six are? You know what, you know what they are? Yeah, it's Alabama, uh, Old Miss, no thanks. Miami, Hard Texas A&M, nope. and is LSU not up there? Florida. Oh wow, the top five. Wow, no LSU. Okay, that'll be interesting, man. Um, good luck to Caleb, four-star tight end, insanely talented young man. We got to see him one year at Villarica, then last year at Carrollton. Uh, I I can't wait to see what he does this year with one more year of maturity and, you know, advancement in his, in his career and being able to play with Juju. Uh, that's going to be, it's going to be exciting to be very, very exciting Great. out there. Yep. Yeah. So good luck to him, man. Uh, hopefully wherever he goes, he, he goes out there and shines just like every other 
West Georgia football player. But for Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Farling. We will see you next week when we are three days closer to football season. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!